the main chip watch. It's real talk. Main is real talk with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Main, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. And here we go, here we go on this uh, Monday evening. It is time for Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us on uh, this day. I think it's the 16th of uh, August. Am I right about that? 16th of August. The gang's all here. We hope that wherever you are, you're doing well. We haven't uh, communicated in seven days. And oh my, has there been a lot of news going on Uh, in terms of the show and you may be asking yourself self how do i get this fine piece of radio broadcasting well i'm glad you asked you can actually do it one of a few ways Uh, we are live right now on 91.7 wyxr on your fm dial you could also go to the station website which is wyxr.org hit listen live and you will uh, catch us and you can go on the tune in app just uh, hit uh, we actually put in WYXR uh, in the search, hit play, and you should hear us crystal clearly. And last but not least, we are back on Facebook Live. So if you want to check us out, uh, please feel free to do so. If you want to say hello, please feel free to do that as well. I'd appreciate it. It's always nice to hear uh, from one or two of you out there. We have a pretty good show tonight, man. I, I tell you, there has been some news and news and news, and we're going to get to all of that uh, in a few minutes. Dr. Steve Threlkel joins me uh, at the top. And, of course, you know, the ones of you out there who don't think the Delta variant is a serious issue, well, I hate to disappoint you because it is extremely dangerous and serious, and young people are being affected. School districts are being closed. Uh, matter of fact, uh, last Friday, South Panola Uh, One of the high schools there is going virtual starting this week, this afternoon. Uh, Hernando High School, uh, because of the uh, ever extensive uh, mounting amount of cases, is also going virtual starting tomorrow for the next two weeks. We'll talk more about all of this in just a few minutes. But uh, as I said, I, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I'll mention it again. Dr. Steve Threlkeld. Infectious disease doctor from the Baptist Medical Group will join us to give us an update on what's going on in that world. Also, Mr. Eric Barnes, the CEO of the Daily Memphian. He's the host of Behind the Headlines. He hosts a radio podcast called The Sidebar. And, you know, he washes cars. He does this. He does that. Anyway, he's a busy man. (laughs) And uh, he was going to join us, or he is going to join us, rather, uh, at the bottom of this hour. And... Uh, last but not least, many of you theater goers out there have missed uh, the effects of a live Broadway type show. Well, the Orpheum Theater, as of this point, is planning uh, their brand new season. And uh, to talk with us about that a bit later on, Mr. Brett Basterson, or Batterson, I'm sorry, Batterson, um, he is the president and CEO of the Orpheum Theater. So he'll talk to us about uh, the upcoming show season and some of the precautions that they're taking in reference to COVID as well. So 
couple of weeks ago, uh, we stopped using the existing birthday theme because it was a copyright deal or whatever. So I had one made. So the names I'm going to read tonight are going to be the first names under the new birthday theme for Real Talk Memphis. And please feel free to chip in and let me know what you think. So without further ado, hit it, Jack. No, wrong one. The new one. Not that one. You'll get me in trouble. There you go. Huh? Yeah, thank you, my friend Dula. Brand new birthday theme. So here we go, here we go. Celebrating birthdays today. Happy birthday goes out to John Carroll, Casey Monroe, John Wesley Carter celebrating a birthday today. Candace Clemens Sneed is celebrating her birthday today. This is Andre Rogers, Mr. Charles Elliott, Beth, Beth Cave Moss. Diane Marshall Young. All celebrating birthdays today, so happy birthday to each and every one of you. And tomorrow, because I won't be here tomorrow, I'll do it today. Happy birthday to my friend, Mr. Michael O'Harris, celebrating a birthday on tomorrow, Tuesday. So if I didn't get you in or you had a, you know, a birthday over the weekend, congratulations and happy birthday to each and every one of you. Jack on and fade me on out. That's that's I like that. That's that's a smoking song. So yes, my friend Dula, uh, the uh, ex- producer extraordinaire, put that together for me, and I thank him for that. And again, what do y'all think? What do y'all think about that? I thought that was a pretty. I told him when he sent it to me, and I listened to it. I said, man, that's a that's pretty smooth. And he said. He sent me a note back saying, yeah, man, it is pretty bumping in there. I was like, yeah, it's bumping. Okay, it's good. But thank you, dude. I really appreciate that. Um, Let's talk a few news and notes as we start things off on this Monday evening. Uh, Well, as we all know, the Delta cases are exploding all over the country. Now we're at about 130,000 cases a day, uh, averaging the last seven days. That's in this country, 130,000 New cases a day, uh, averaging over 500 new deaths uh, a day as well. Many under the age of 24. And yeah, young people are being severely affected by this virus. And many of them are starting to die um, because this is a very serious, serious situation. And uh, I'll I'll, I'll get to the local news that dropped this afternoon in a minute. Uh, But... um, I know many of you, if you've been keeping up with the news, know about Mississippi, and they're just breaking daily records. I mean, clearly they have, they have like over 7,000 new cases a day with, with many deaths to go along with it. And many of you have either seen news conferences that they've held or are aware of the fact that they are building a field hospital at uh, the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson in the third floor of the parking structure. That is how bad this situation is. They have no beds. They have no space. They have no room. And they have way more sick people than they can actually hold in that hospital. So they have built a field hospital in the parking structure of the garage. Uh, Shifting gears uh, here to Shelby County, we've not seen cases as high as we have now uh, since January of this year. Classic example of that would be we have seen over 2,000 new cases of the Delta variant in the past three days. And, of course, uh, that's pretty alarming stuff. I mean, you're talking about seven, 800 new cases av- on average per day. So it's not getting any better, uh, and uh, it is getting worse. Labonner said last week that they are – uh, running out of space, uh, their ICUs are filling up, their emergency rooms are completely full, uh, children are in the ICU, they're on vents as well. Heartbreaking, which is very, very, very sad. Uh, there are some restaurants in town that have uh, had to close their doors because of sickness slash new cases of uh, the virus. I went to a restaurant over the weekend. I went to uh, a steakhouse, and which is a pretty popular joint. 
And normally uh, on Saturday evenings, it's full. Now, I had already ordered my dinner online, so I just went to go pick it up. But driving to it and driving in the parking lot, I didn't see a car in the parking lot, just a few on the side, which happened to be the pickup side. So when the young lady finally came out, I said, well, what's going on? I said, y'all closed tonight? She said, yeah, we are closed to indoor dining. And I said, well, what's the reason for that? And she said, because we don't have enough cook staff or, you know, we don't, we don't have enough staff, you know, in, in, internally to be able to have, you know, a full indoor dining room. And trust me, this place on a Saturday night was going to make a lot of money, but uh, they didn't this past Saturday night. Now, you can translate that to mean I'm sure that there were some cases. I'm sure that there were some positive cases, and I'm sure that they didn't show up or, you know, and, and they didn't have enough staff to do what they needed to do. They barely had enough staff to do the, uh, to do the uh, drive-through, the pickup. So, yeah, this is a real deal. Uh, let me see here. Baptist Hospital late last week joined the remainder of the local hospitals here uh, in requiring its workers to get vaccinated uh, sometime by the end of October. Which reminds me, uh, the Full View Missionary Baptist Church missions team will provide COVID-19 shots for children ages 12 and up. Now, this event will be on August 21st at Cornerstone Prep Academy, Lester, located at 320 Carpenter in the Binghampton community. And then once again, now, it is uh, August 21st at the Cornerstone Prep Academy. Uh, you can call Full View Missionary Baptist Church for more details in terms of the times and, and everything else that you, uh, that you need to know. Uh, locally, of course, it depends on uh, who you believe. We had either five or six shooting deaths uh, from over the weekend in a very short period of time between Saturday night and Sunday morning, somewhere around four or five hour stretch there, including a 17-year-old young man. A man uh, who was out walking his dog uh, late that evening was hit uh, and killed, and is, as was his dog. Um, hit and run, keep going, keep moving. You know, so I, I don't know what else there's to say about all of that. I really don't. Uh, you remember we talked last week about uh, the man, uh, Mr. Gregory Livingston, who shot, who's a security guard that shot and killed uh, Alvin Motley at the Kroger station. Uh, the gas station up there on, on Poplar. Uh, well, I was uh, saw today that uh, he was in court for his initial appearance. He has retained the services of Leslie Ballin and Steve Reese to defend him. And uh, in the meantime, the funeral for uh, Alvin Motley will be held this Wednesday uh, in uh, Illinois. You know, he was, he was from Chicago. And uh, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, is slated to do the eulogy. Now, um, and that's it for the uh, news and notes of today. But I want to I take a minute to say something um, that I didn't do last week. Uh, Saturday, I um, watched the funeral of someone who was very close to me at one time. Uh, Lee Vance, who was the sitting sheriff of Hines County, Mississippi, died August 3rd uh, of COVID-related issues. Uh, he was 63 years of age. Uh, before you ask, yes, he was fully vaccinated, uh, and it was a breakthrough case. But, you know, as we all know, God determines how long we're going to be here, not us. And um, he was found unresponsive in his home, and uh, he had passed away. They had his funeral this past weekend uh, in Jackson at the Memorial Coliseum. Hundreds and hundreds of people showed up. Uh, and uh, watching uh, the outpouring of love, respect, and admiration uh, that he garnered, you know, from the lives he touched, it was very emotional, very emotional. And, uh, you know, yeah, brought some tears to my eyes, I can tell you. He and I worked together way back in the early 90s in Jackson, Mississippi, at the Jackson Police Department, uh, as PIOs, for those who don't know what that means, public information officer, the spokesperson for the, for the agency. Uh, he was a patrolman at the time. I was a civilian, and I actually was working in television news at the time and got the job from television news uh, to work for the police department. Um, a, a wonderful man, a wonderful man. Uh, saw him at that time. He was a patrolman, but he quickly ascended up the ladder, sergeant, commander, 
and he was appointed to be the chief of police for the Jackson Police Department a few years back. And he ran for sheriff of Hines County in 2019 and won. So he was uh, in his first term. You know, when you, 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 you take note of things like this, and, and for me, there are two things that I want to pass on um, to everybody, um, if you're listening. One, try to live a life worth living and be selfless in doing so. Do what you do because it's in your heart to do. Lee was a, a public service. He served over 30 years in law enforcement. But more than that, he was a, he was a devoted friend, a devoted father, you know, someone that you could always rely on, someone that would pick you up and support you and encourage you any way he could if you needed it, somebody that would straighten you out if you needed that as well. But uh, we don't know when the day or the hour when God is going to call us home. So try to live a life worth living um, and be selfless in the acts that you carry out. Secondly, give flowers to those you care about while they can still enjoy them. My mother used to say this all the time. Uh, you know, she, she used to say, you know, give me my flowers while I'm still here, you know, so I, can, so I can appreciate it. So if you care about somebody, if there's somebody important to you, first of all, check on them. If folks out here, you know, you hadn't checked on it in a while, pick up the phone, call them, shoot them a note, shoot them a text, anything. Say, how you doing? I'm just thinking about you. I just want to make sure you were doing well and want to make sure you were doing okay, okay? Just... Just while you have the chance to do so, do it. Be expressive. You know, tell somebody how you feel. Tell somebody that you care. Okay. So those are the two lessons that I that I learned from this. And you know, you have a sense of your own mortality when things like this happen unexpectedly. But rest in love, Lee Dan Vance. We're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we will get Real Talk Memphis started. I'm Chip. Right back. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Every Saturday I go to Fist City, but every Sunday morning I hang out with Brandy Rinks for her putting on airs, country, honky-tonk, folk. She's the best, y'all. Tune in every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Bill's Kiln, now on Mondays at midnight. WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. I'm listening. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. Your humble host Chip here. Glad to have you with us. And I'm told by my crack production staff that I'm supposed to remind you to like, share, and comment. We're on Facebook Live. So, you know, we always want to know what you're thinking and what your opinion is and uh, everything else. So, so like, share, and comment. And, uh, you know, we would deeply appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Okay. So now um, as we get into the show, we talked about COVID. And, you know, I think everybody kind of knows right now that we are – living in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And before I introduce my first guest, I want to say that what I didn't say at the beginning, the breaking news this afternoon was Governor Bill Lee 
signed an executive order saying that parents have the right to basically say that their kids opt out is the term that was used, opt out of wearing a mask in any school district in the state of Tennessee. So parents have the right to determine whether or not their child can wear a mask or not wear a mask. If they don't want them to wear one, they have to write a note, I believe, to the school uh, instructing them of that. I will uh, uh, see if I can get some, if, 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 if I got all that right, I think I do. So while I greet my first guest, uh, he is an infectious disease specialist and a man that basically is almost the face of all of this since it started. He is Dr. Steve Threlkeld. And Dr. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Always good to be with you, Chef. I'm sorry we still have so much to talk about. Boy, you're, you're not kidding. And, for, and first, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, this was, this was a bit stunning to me, uh, the decision that came down from the, from the state capitol this afternoon. First, I want to get your thoughts about what you thought about it. And second, what kind of ramifications is this going to hold for all of us? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not the best guy to comment on politics, but but I guess the, the real question was, was there going to be a special session call? And I guess the executive order did what that special session may have exactly, done in, exactly. in allowing people to sort of get away from the mandate. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's difficult because I think that I'm sort of a fan of the Shelby County Health Department, what they're able to do. I think that doing things individually on the county basis is uh, is good. And I think in general, it offers some advantages. What, what our concern is, those of us who take care of COVID patients, it's, it's no secret that the pediatric cases are going up. Right. We're in schools now. I can't tell you, I mean, quite a few physician, nurse, parents, and grandparents are already saying to me, oh gosh, my kid's best friend had COVID on day one or two of school, and now the classroom's closed down. This is already happening. We're seeing it in Arkansas and Mississippi. So we're kind of worried that the sort of situation that we thought might happen the first time, thankfully it didn't, could happen this time at schools. It could be really sort of a, a chamber of transmission. And, and it just turns out that the original Wuhan variant wasn't transmissible enough for kids to really spread it terribly effectively. Right. It's not the same uh, war we're fighting anymore. The Delta variant seems to be much more efficient at passaging through children and therefore into their families, which could include people who are unvaccinated, uh, as the kids are in many cases, obviously, uh, and then those who even have been vaccinated but maybe immune suppressed, and we may have uh, may have more hospitalizations brewing from that. It really is uh, kind of a kind of a shock to the to the system to see just how powerful this variant is, the Delta variant, and how it really is affecting these young people. I mean, it's it's basically sticking to them. And you and I spoke off air briefly earlier today, and you said a lot of the young people, twenty and under, are are being hospitalized and even dying. Please go into that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the disease has, as you said, is it is indeed a pandemic of the unvaccinated now. And who is vaccinated? Well, the elderly people are vaccinated. They're old enough to remember parents and aunts and uncles who died of pediatric illnesses that we now don't have anymore because of vaccines. So the elderly population is quite amenable to vaccinations, that and the fact that they were the real targets of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is for the rest of us now is that uh, um, you know, it's come to the lower age population. And if you look at the people who have died in recent days in the hospital, we've lost people several in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. And that's tough. I mean, it's tough on families. It's tough on the staff that takes care of these folks. It's a bigger shock to see uh, people dying in that age group. But that's that's who's left to get it. And this thing is so contagious that it's going to be infecting enough people that even though the mortality rate is low, it certainly is. But that's Unfortunately, not enough, because if enough people get it, you're going to lose some people. And we've lost plenty. We have. We're talking with uh, Dr. Steve Threlkeld uh, from the Baptist Medical Group, infectious disease uh, specialist. And, you know, we have seen, uh, as you said, many cases of, of, of a lot of young people under the age of 30. And even though right now we're not seeing, quote unquote, the deaths as high as they could be, we're starting to see an increase in deaths, are we not? And I mean, things that you just said are going up. And quite honestly, if nothing is done to put a stop to this in any kind of way, we're going to probably see some really bad numbers, not to mention uh, that flu season is right around the corner. Yeah, and the respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is yeah. really going pretty strong in kids right now. That's yeah. causing a lot of hospitalizations and illnesses. You can't really tell the difference between that and COVID in a lot of situations. So it takes up a lot of uh, healthcare uh, hours to, to find the difference and to make those diagnoses. But yeah, I think one of the big problems is, and it's not like it's 
you know, we, in the beginning, we talked about blunting the curve and people have kind of forgotten about that, but that was all about keeping the healthcare system from going underwater. Um, and you think it can't happen, look at uh, Louisiana, look at Mississippi, look yeah. at somewhere in Arca- places in Arkansas, hospitals simply the ICUs are full. And therefore the emergency departments get full because they can't put people into the ICUs. Then the ambulances, I mean, this situation where uh, you better drive carefully because after another month of this, um, there may be no place for an ambulance to drop you off. You could die in your ambulance because there is no ICU to take you to. We've seen pleas from large hospitals in Louisiana where that situation has already happened. We're generally lucky in Memphis because we have a lot of hospital beds per capita compared to other places. But you don't want to tempt that sort of situation. And, and, and finally, I think people say, well, this is going to be a short-lived wave. And it may be. It's been shorter than others when you look at Delta in other countries and even in other states. But if your, base, if your best plan is that we hope this, this thing doesn't last very long, we're not doing our job. You know, having said what you just said about uh, some of the other areas that we that we hear about uh, on a daily basis in Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi and Florida and and and, and, and so many other places in terms of that, how are we in, in 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 relationship now? I mean, our hospitals are starting to get get full. I don't want people to be under the false impression that they're not, but uh, we may not be in a critical situation yet, are we? But are we are we could 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 that happen? Oh, absolutely. could happen. It, we see it happening. I mean, the largest hospital in Louisiana is full. People stacked up in the emergency department. They're not taking transfers. Uh, and that has been very eloquently uh, uh, portrayed yeah. in several sort of pleading sort of announcements by the infectious disease director of that hospital. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it not only could it happen, it has happened in a lot of places around us. We're already strained and stressed, not to mention just the wear and tear on the healthcare workers who are taking care of these folks. Uh, so sure, it can happen. And, and you start in a situation where you have to spend more of your time and effort on COVID. And when 30, 40, 50% of your ICU space is taken up taking care of COVID patients, guess what? There's not any room for people with their heart attacks and their strokes and their trauma from car accidents. So that's where you can get into the really catastrophic situations where there just aren't any places to put people that need that level of care. And you can't have any room at the places that you normally would transfer people to, like the larger hospitals in Memphis. There's no place to send folks from 100 miles in the surrounding area. And folks just die in ambulances in smaller hospitals because they can't get the, uh, the higher level of care. Unbelievable. Last week, uh, at the uh, Joint Task Force briefing, uh, police, I mean, Fire Director Gina Sweat was very clear and very direct about people um, and ambulances and wait times in emergency rooms, uh, basically saying that if you are a person who thinks you can get an ambulance because, uh, you know, you want to get tested for COVID or you think you have that and you're going to get seen right away, Sorry, Charlie, not going to happen. There are people sitting in waiting rooms 25, 30 hours in a waiting room waiting to get looked at. So this is this to me is a pretty critical situation. Well, it, it really calls to mind the idea that, it, that it's not just your choice for yourself, whether you get vaccinated and wear a mask in judicious situations to prevent infection. I mean, these infections are what are driving this problem. And if we can cut down on the number of infections, obviously we're going to cut down on the number of serious ones and the hospitalizations and deaths. So there really are ramifications downstream of the simple number of cases we are allowing to happen. Right. And since it's by and large, uh, the folks who get vaccinated aren't ending up in hospitals. They aren't ending up dead. They aren't ending up even seriously ill, with a few exceptions, as you pointed out. But it is, in fact, very rare. Uh, but it's not so rare. I, you know, I have seen a lot of people die in the recent few weeks, and they tend to be younger. Uh, and they say they all say it can't happen to me, but there's enough of this virus going around where there are plenty of people who are going to die of it, uh, making that statement wrong. So as we wrap up with uh, Dr. Steve Threlkel, you know, uh, Dr. Steve, we've had conversations. You and I have spoken several times about all this. And and we're at the place now where the message is about as simple as it can be, either get vaccinated or get COVID. There are still thousands and thousands of people in this county uh, who absolutely have not yet and probably won't get vaccinated I mean, what, what do we do now? I mean, what what do we say? What's the I mean, how do we get the point across? Does it have to be a personal member of a family, a family member or somebody to die or a young person that had no pre-existing conditions or comorbidities uh, uh, to die at a very young? I mean, what's it going to take to 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 try to to reach in, an impact that will actually make a difference? 
Well, and a lot of people just aren't afraid of this anymore, amazingly. Uh, I can tell you that people taking care of it are still afraid of it. Um, and even weirdly, even having people lose a family member, sometimes that's not enough to get their attention. And it amazes all of us when that happens. But, you know, when it gets FDA approved, I think you're going to see a lot more mandates for people to get vaccinated and employees. And you know, look at New Orleans. I mean, they, they have in their restaurants and some places of businesses, they've mandated yeah. people having either a 72-hour test that's negative or a vaccination proof. And you say, well, um, I, I choose not to get the vaccine. Well, that's fine, but people can choose not to let you into their business either. That's their choice. Uh, and sometimes cities even are making that choice. So choice can work both ways in that. And, and you hope it doesn't come to that sort of thing. But if we get in the sort of situation that some of these other cities and states have been in, it'll be it'll be a, a tragedy that likes we we haven't seen certainly in our lifetime. Do you uh, do you approve of uh, the hospital groups here uh, in the Memphis area? All of them saying that basically the uh, frontline front workers need to be vaccinated. Or I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a card-carrying member of the Infectious Diseases Society of America, and besides having great parties, uh, probably, probably not actually, but we we, uh, we all support that. I mean, we think that that is the way it, it, it won't stop the pandemic, but it will stop the seriousness of the pandemic, and it'll stop us from going over the falls into these sorts of situations that these that some of the other states and cities have done. So, yeah, I think I think all of us in infectious disease uh, essentially with one voice and we're the ones that kind of been studying this from the beginning, taking care of people with it. I think all of us agree that that is clearly the best choice for you personally and for us really citywide and nationwide to get this vaccine. They're safe. They're effective. Uh, I can I can talk to people for hours about their concerns and do regularly. And I think the facts are clearly on the side of the vaccine. And, and, and if you're not getting your information from people who know about it, Go get it from information from your physician or people who know about this illness, because I think they'll give you the right information. Dr. Steve Threlkel, thank you so much for once again uh, coming and uh, dropping some knowledge on us. Uh, Please be safe out there and uh, keep doing the work that you're doing. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. You too, Chip. Good to be with you. You too. Dr. Steve Threlkel, ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, giving us some very factual uh, information in reference to where we are with this uh, vaccine. And really, there isn't a whole lot more to say about it. It's not that you don't know uh, that there's testing available. It's not that you don't know that the vaccines are available. And by the way, uh, immunocompromised individuals, people with weakened immune systems, transplant, uh, organ transplant folks and other other people uh, are now eligible for a third booster shot. So whether it is Pfizer or Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson, or more like Pfizer and Moderna, you can actually get a, a shot. You don't have to uh, prove a whole lot. I think you may want to keep your vaccination card with you. Uh, and uh, you can go to Walgreens, uh, CVS, or any of the drugstores, or uh, you know, just, just, just check online to find out where you can get that shot. But if, you, if you're eligible to get a booster shot and you fall into any of those categories, you should do so. Another break, and when we come back, we are going to talk all things Memphis with uh, Mr. Eric Barnes, CEO of the Daily Memphian, and a whole lot more. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis 91.7 FM. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. 
Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you with us. And very happy to have my next guest. Uh, I'm so happy that he found the time. Eric Barnes. Oh, stop. Eric, stop. Bar- <laughs> Eric Barnes is the CEO of the Daily Memphian. He is the host of the very long-running and popular show Behind the Headlines. And he, if that wasn't enough, he hosts a uh, podcast uh, that I was privileged to be a guest on called The Sidebar, which is heard right here on WYXR. So without further ado, my friend, Mr. Eric Barnes. Eric, thanks for coming. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for having me. There was one date you I couldn't do, and now it makes it sound like I'm very self-important. He's very, he's a busy guy. This guy. <laughs> well, listen, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. I really, really do. And he's been on my show before. He he came to visit me when I was on uh, WMQM, the AM station, over in the trailer on the other side of town. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad he got in and out safely. So <laughs> I, knew, I knew you win. It was a great time. It was really fun. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. So, Eric, you know, uh, first of all, you have uh, taken the Daily Memphian along with, I know you're going to say everybody who works there, everybody who has a, yeah. a contributing uh, a post with it. But it has really become almost the go-to in this town in terms of news. Uh, and, I mean, you, you, you all stay on top of it every single day. I guess I should ask you from the view from the top, how do you feel about the Daily Memphian and the progress it's made since it's um, made its debut? Yeah, and we're coming up on our third anniversary since launch. In, oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Mid-September. Wow. And some days it feels like it's been 20 years, and some days it's gone by in a flash. I yeah. mean, I don't know which is good and which is bad, but I feel great about it. I mean, we're always trying to get better. We're, we're adding people right now. Um, and you know, it's, it's a, it's a grind. I mean, you're publishing seven days a week, yeah. try to cover all of Memphis, anything and everything and all things in between. And so, um, we're far from perfect, but I just think we keep getting better and, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun still. And we keep being able to add really talented, uh, people t- to help make us better. Well, that's always important, and as I say, you guys do a, a, a great job. Uh, I, I guess, I, I guess, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of of a publication like that, how do you know that you're covering the bases that that you want to cover or that need covering, so to speak? Because there's so well, much going we, on. There's so much going on out here. Yeah, and we can never cover. I mean, we have a newsroom of about 35. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably go up to about 37, 38. Um, with this round of hiring and freelancers. And that's still not enough. I mean, keep in mind, in, in 2000, give or take 2000, uh, the Commercial Appeal had 250 people right. in its news. Right. And granted, they had a bigger print edition and some of them were print, but I mean, they, they had, at one point in their history, they had five people in gardening. They had, you know, their freelance budget was nearly a million dollars a year. I mean, it's just, so, and even then they felt like, I that's people who work there then and work there now. They felt like they weren't covering everything they, they possibly could cover. So, what, you know, we try to just be as fast-moving as we can. We try to be as responsive as possible to people reaching out to us. We try to, you know, watch social media and, and the comments on the site and say, hey, how come you guys weren't there? And, you know, a lot of people, you know, social media and, and comments, people are a little conspiratorial. Like, it, it's just... You know, we just didn't get to it. It wasn't anything conspiratorial. It just, you know, we, we should have been there. We weren't there or we didn't have anybody to get there. And so that's the thing. We are speaking with Eric Barnes and uh, I ran down everything that he does. And if I try to do it again, the segment will be over. So we'll just keep moving. 
<laughs> yeah, he and Bill Trees also host. I like this guy. He and uh, um, uh, uh, Bill Drees host a, a program, a long-running program that if you're anybody in this town, you need to be on that show, and you generally are. It's called Behind the Headlines. And uh, you do a fine job as host, my friend. Both of you two do. Uh, and you cover all of the stories, all of the relevant stories. How, how, in your mind, how important is a program like Behind the Headlines and what has uh, given its legs uh, to be so successful? Well, I think, you know, we're coming up on 11 years, which is crazy. 11 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And we do it's every week. You know, everyone's going to have to do a rerun. But so we average 50 shows a year. So we're coming. We've done well over 500 shows. Wow. And um, I think the great thing about it is that we're able to talk for, you know, almost a half an hour um, about sometimes very wonky, very detailed subjects. Um, The show that's coming up. Um, this week is about the eviction moratorium and the end of the eviction moratorium. Wow. Okay. We had to pre-tape it for a bunch of scheduling reasons. And so I already know what, what's on the show. And it, was, it wasn't for anything I did. We were just able to pull together these really interesting people who work on the issues of, of the moratorium and what this is going to mean as this moratorium is increasingly lifted and more people are thrown out. Mm-hmm. Pretty deep, because eh? we have 26 minutes. And in a way that we get to bring a lot of different voices to the room and to the table. And I think that's what people have liked about it is that we, we don't do quick cuts and we, you know, there's a lot of local TV news and it, it plays its role. And that's fine. But what we're able to do is go a little bit deeper and spend more time on issues. And and I, I think that's, and, and some of our probably wonkier, maybe less, you know, it's a weekly show, right? So we're not yeah. necessarily breaking news. Yeah. We're not trying to cover them today. We kind of leave that to other people, but we can go pretty deep on an issue. Well, now I'm gonna tell you, your 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 audio is cutting in and out. I don't know if it's the mic. Oh, I'm sorry, that's me. I'm bouncing around. I'm bouncing around. Yeah, we've been bouncing around. Busy man, bouncing around. So, (laughs) but but uh, yeah, you're you're right. It's a very informative show, and and I watch it. And I mean, if I don't catch it, you know, there's always rebroadcast of it. But I but I really enjoy how you both really you know cover all ends of a particular story. And I'm I'm a big fan of long form. Um, you know, interviews and things like that, because you can't really get, I worked in television news for a long time and, you know, in a minute yeah. 20 doesn't cover it. You know what I mean? So that's why we need shows like this. Don't right. you agree? Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. That That's what it's all been about. I mean, the things that would come up, you know, that you'd be 20 minutes into it and go, oh, I'm out of time. Yeah. You know, you talk about something like just the eviction moratorium or issues, you know, stories we've done on race or stories we've done on equity or stories we've done on the budget, you know, just the detail. You can't do the budget, the city or county budget in I mean, you can 25 minutes, but you can get pretty far and beyond sort of, you know, kind of a, a glancing look at it. So I think that's what people have been drawn to and and have liked for all these years. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you just as you, you because you you have to take a, a a pretty wide view of things in kind of the overall landscape of Memphis and Shelby County, which is what you cover. What are some of the, the main issues? Let's exclude COVID because we know where that's at. <laughs> But right. but but right. but right. what are some of the other issues that that you that you think about when you have time to, to to sit and do that and go? These are some. I mean, there's some pretty interesting things that we need to talk about or that we're in the midst of as a city and county. What would those be? I, th- I think education's a huge one, and the, and I and I hate to make it about COVID, but coming to the year that kids spent for the most part not school and the learning loss and obviously the numbers came out the testing numbers came out and they were across the board just um you know real declines in in learning and and if you know any i mean my kids are in college and it was hard um and and i all my friends with kids in schools it was just a terrible year and i think that is a big story with long-term ramifications for the city and also in in the whole country we're just talking about memphis yeah. You know, and the kids who got kind of lost in that virtual shuffle and weren't really attending. And I think that I think that's a big, big story. Um, I think the crime, we don't do a lot, either Daily Memphian or Behind the Headlines, we don't do a lot of last night's crime. But crime's a big issue. And obviously it spiked in the country and in Memphis in the, um, in the pandemic. And how do you effectively fight crime? And how do you effectively train police? And right. how do you effectively make all that work? together in a way that everybody feels safer uh, and feels like the huge amount of money that's being spent on the criminal justice system here and around the country is 
is being spent wisely. And I, so I think those are a couple really big things about how we live that we'll be try to keep digging into. Finishing up with uh, Eric Barnes, uh, CEO, Daily Memphian, the host of Behind the Headlines, and the sidebar podcast that I was uh, privileged to be on. How long have you been doing that show? I think we did it for about a year before YXR launched, and it was called The Extra, and then we changed it to calling The Sidebar for whatever reason. So how, how long, you know, a year and a half, almost two years, give or take, something like that. And it's been really fun. It's fun because it's a little and I can just interview interesting people like you um, and, and Brett uh, Batterson, who I see you're having on. I yep. had him on you know, a couple months ago and just kind of talk less about what's happening right now or this past week. It's even more just about kind of who some of these people are that, that run and work in and all these various interesting organizations in town. So that's that's the sidebar. It's much looser and sort of fun that way. Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed uh, being on the show. And uh I just want to say thank you, sir, for uh, coming yeah. on the show. I, I, I really enjoy your work, period. And, oh, you're uh, very nice. And uh, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to figure out, uh, you know, how to, how, to, how to find you in this building. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, next time uh, we'll, do, we'll do this in the studio together. It'll be great. Man, that'll be fun. I would, I would really enjoy that. Eric, thanks so much for taking time. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Uh, See you. Talk to you, buddy. Eric Barnes, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, what a what a great guy and, and someone who is information filled. I forgot to mention he's also an author too. He's written a book. I know a book, at least a couple of books. So I really enjoyed that conversation. Thanks, Eric, for coming on the show. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we are going to shift gears and lift the curtain, so to speak, on the Broadway season by speaking with the president and CEO of the Orpheum Theater. His name is Brett. Patterson. This is Real Talk. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Hello, this is Jerry, your host of Without a Net. Here on WYXR Sunday nights from 8 to 10, we're going to be hearing some pure jazz and some impure jazz and lots of other good music, too. Come join me this Sunday. See you later. Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And yes, indeed, this is Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. I am your humble host, Chip Washington, and I'm very happy to have my next guest. You know, many of us uh, who enjoy live theater have missed it um, for quite some time, but uh, the Orpheum Theater is making a comeback, uh, and just uh, not too far down the road here, and to talk a little bit about the upcoming season and managing COVID issues and other things such as that, I have an honor to have the president and CEO of the Orpheum Theater. His name is Brett Batterson. And, Brett, thank you again for uh, coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm honored to be on the show, so uh, thank you for asking. 
Well, so listen, uh, you know, we've all been dealing with COVID in, in one way or another for the past, you know, 15, 16 months. And I know it put a put a big dent in things in terms of uh, live theater performances last year, but you're getting ready for a new season. How are you feeling about things? I know people are excited about it, but how are you feeling, um, you know, in light of, you know, what we're seeing with the, with the Delta variant? Uh, um, is, is the show still going to go on? The show is still going to go on. I don't believe that there's any desire by anybody, whether it's us politicians or the producers in New York to not see those shows happen. So we're planning to open on October the 5th and uh, do everything we can to keep people safe, but to present the best of Broadway to Memphis as we've done for all these years. In a world of challenges, how big a challenge has this been uh, in terms of planning and, and getting folks and people you know, who are dealing with things in other parts of the country? How big a challenge has it been for you to put together a calendar for this year? Well, it's been real difficult. The whole pandemic you know, has been difficult for everybody, but it just devastated the live theater industry. And when it first hit, we were making plans, and then the next week we'd grow those plans out and make new plans. And um, uh, you know, ultimately, we learned that that man can't plan their way our way out of this. And right. We had to we had to deal with it. Now we have tools to keep us safer, and um, and we've got the wherewithal to keep going. So we're coming back, and uh, it's been difficult. But I think once we open the doors, once people come to their first show. They're going to see it's a safe place to be, and they're they're going to be happy that we're back. I was going to say that that's really going to be a very got to be a very exciting night for you when you open the doors on a on a on a brand new season. I'm going to ask you to run down some of the shows that we can look forward to this this year. But I want to go back to what you said about uh, it's been it's been a real real difficult time for the for the theater community as a whole, and, that, and that's from coast to coast. And of course, I think of of New York City and and, and Broadway. Um, I, I guess they're playing a comeback too now, as far as you know. Well, they are. There's actually two shows open on Broadway right now. Oh, okay. Springsteen uh, uh, on Broadway, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, reopen Broadway. Wow. Uh, and he's doing his show. And then a show um, called Passover opened and is running through October. We have the next two shows opening in New York in about 17 days. So, um, they're all happening. There's a slow rollout, but but they're coming back. So um, as as pertains to what is happening here in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, at the legendary Orpheum Theater, give us a rundown. What, what is the first show going to be? And if you wouldn't mind kind of laying out the landscape for us and what we can expect this year, this season? I'd be happy to. We're going to open with Come From Away on October the 5th, and that is uh, actually rescheduled from our 2019-2020 season of Broadway. Okay. Uh, I know we've been waiting for this show now for two years. It's a great little show about uh, a small town in Newfoundland that a number of planes on 9-11 had to be diverted to. And it, they ended oh. up with more passengers from these planes than there were people in the town. And it's the story of how the town took care of uh, these people that came from away, if you will. Wow. So that opens on October 5th. Mm -hmm. The next show I don't think needs an introduction. It's Disney's The Lion King. Oh, man. Uh, so November 11th. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh, it's going to be here for three weeks. And then we have, in December, two weeks of Hamilton. I'm telling you, my board thinks I am the programming genius for getting <laughs> Lion King and Hamilton both in the fall as we reopen. You are, And I'm going to let them believe that. <laughs> you are I would too my friend you are you are not kidding that is a serious back to back now I saw uh Hamilton the last time it was here I saw it that was a that was an amazing show it really was I really really enjoyed that and uh yeah and of course I've, I've seen the Lion King it, it, it's, it's been it's been around for a long time and and yeah you're right you couldn't do any better than than those two in particular and I'm pretty sure that interest is has already arisen lay, lay out some of the other shows you, you have coming down the road for me yeah then after the holidays uh we have Hades Town in February which is the uh Tony award-winning musical from the uh 2019 Broadway season mm -hmm. and uh it's a it's a great show it's all uh, kind of got a New Orleans jazz feel to the music um, just a terrific show. So we're looking forward to that. We have 
We have a couple more Tony winning dress musicals coming up, but in between in February, we have Tootsie. Based, ah, on, yes. based on the old movie Tootsie. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Everybody knows that story, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Then uh, in March, we have Cats, which oh my. has been here many, many times, but it has not been here in 10 years. So we have a whole new audience, a generation of audience to see Cats when it comes. And that also was a best Tony, a best musical Tony winner. Now, Cats has been out for, I would say, decades, has it not? I mean, I, I, I saw Cats. I lived in Los Angeles for, for, that's where I was born and raised, and I saw Cats in Los Angeles. It's been that long. I mean, it's been out for a long time, has it not? It's been out since the 80s. Been out it's since been the out. 80s. Wow. And I it's. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was, I was, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna age myself, but, but yeah, it's, it seems about that long. But, but how does a, but, but I mean, how does a play like that, for example, um, that has been out that long, still have that longevity? I mean, are there people still? Clearly, there still must be a generational audience that wants to see what this is all about. Yeah, well, cats. You know, it's it's it hasn't been out solidly since the '80s. There are new productions that have come out. So this is the newest production that played Broadway mm-hmm. about two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But um, but what happens with these old, uh, well-worn musicals that keep coming back? Yeah, is one person sees it as a kid, and then they become parents, and they want their kids to they want to show it to their kids. Generation. So then they bring. Mm-hmm. And then that cycle keeps repeating. That's that's why I think the Nutcracker is so popular every Christmas because there's always going to be somebody who wants to show it to their kids so they can experience what they experience. And that's what I think Cats is is going through now. Man, who doesn't like the Nutcracker? I can tell you that. Right? <laughs> that was that's another all-time classic. So uh, I would be remiss, sir, if I didn't uh, have you give you the floor to tell folks what they need to do, how they need to do, how they need to get their tickets, what they need to do, and give the website, telephone number, and whatever information you would like. Okay. We still have a few more shows, but we'll save those for next time. Yes, sir. Um, Our website is orpheum-memphis.com. All the information you need to buy a ticket is there. Right now, uh, only Come From Away and The Lion King are available for single ticket purchases. All the other shows require you to buy a season ticket. And uh, Hamilton will go on single tickets next, and then all the rest of the shows will go at the same time. But all the information's on our website, orpheum-memphis.com. Orpheum-memphis.com, ladies and gentlemen. All you need to know and more about uh, what is coming up in the Orpheum Theater cavalcade of great theater entertainment this year. Brett Batterson, thank you so much, sir, for coming on the show and, and enlightening us. And I promise you, I will have you back. We'll talk more about uh, what's coming up down the road and and uh, how things have progressed to that particular point in time. But in the meantime, you guys be safe down there. And, and thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, this has been uh, we ended that show nicely. Uh, you know, that was uh, always entertaining to find out about the entertainment that is coming because Memphis is a big entertainment city. You know, that, that's who we are in this town. And uh, live theater coming back, I know a lot of folks are very, very excited about uh, being able to get back into the Orpheum, getting all dressed up, all looking all sharp and everything, putting on a good smelly, smelly, you know, having your ladies with you and the whole nine yards, taking them to a show, a beautiful show, a nice show, nice evening. And don't forget to take them to dinner And don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Anyway, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, checking us out here tonight uh, on Real Talk Memphis. Uh, I uh, I truly enjoy this show. And uh, once again, uh, share, like, and follow this fine piece of radio broadcasting, okay? Tell a friend, tell a phone, tell whoever. And... um, you know, because that's how we grow, and I hope that we're doing the right thing. By the way, I'm looking for good news stories. If you have a good news story, it's just just you can shoot me a note to my page or Messenger or whatever. Say, Chip, I got some good news. X Y Z Z Z Z. I like to because I like to in the top of the show, uh, in the news and notes on a good news note. So if there's good news happening out there. Uh, please let me know. If you have a show suggestion, topic, or idea, guest, 
please let me know. Reach out and let us know. Hey, you know, Chip, did you know about XYZ and blah, 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 and the whole nine yards? Um, I'd be more than happy to take a look at it, producers to take a look at it, and we'll see, uh, you know, if we can get them on the show and, 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 and do our due diligence. Also, I'm always looking for those birthdays, anniversaries, and special occasions as well. Uh, as Jack plays us out, uh, once again, really, sincerely, thank you. By the way, before I go, uh, many of you heard about the earthquake in Haiti over the weekend, 7.2. Over 1,300 people are dead. Uh, and scores and scores and scores are injured. So so please, before you go to bed tonight, please lift them up in prayer. Say a prayer for the folks, our brothers and sisters in Haiti, going through a very, very, very difficult time. Uh, we list each and every one of them in prayer. I pray for you. I hope you pray for me. So uh, in the meantime, in between time, for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, we appreciate you. We really do. And as I always like to say at the end of these things, I'm Chip, and I'm out. It's real. It's real. It's real.